The other thing we're going to talk about now with the floral apron are birthday cakes. Hello, Kate. Hello, hello. You know, I'm, I have mixed feelings about this subject. Do you know what? This is interesting you say that because my point of view has gone from full 180s in doing this. I look at some things and think, that's just ridiculous. What poor mother's going to make that? This is just ridiculous. To then I look at things like, here's a lovely picture. Look at that one. And oh. you go, oh, oh yes. isn't that lovely? We're talking birthday cakes today. And the reason I'm feeling a bit funny about them is... I don't recall them a lot when I was a kid. No, well... I was loved. I, I got, was loved. I got presents. I was loved, yes. And in our family, what was particularly big was the sort of pick your, your, din- your, your dinner for your birthday. Have your birthday tea. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, no, that's true. That was always very big in our household. And there were kind of cakes, but the look, I think that where this all falls into line is if we go right back in the history. And to go right back into the history, we have to go back into the 1800s. And when we start talking about food in the 1800s, there's two <laughs> very dominant forces, yeah. Mr. Dickens yeah. and Eliza Acton. So if you sort of go back to thinking about Mr. Dixon, Mr. Dickens, Dickens yeah. poor old Oliver Twist would not have had a birthday cake. I no. think we can all conclude that yes. Oliver Twist would not have had special gruel for his birthday. No. But that was when it kind of started and it was very much a, an elite thing. It was very much for special birthdays. It was very much elite. It was very much for the wealthy. And then we also had Eliza Acton, who was the first food writer of, of the times. And there's this delightful, delightful recipe that I'd uncovered for birthday syllabob, which was a syllabob. What is a syllabob? It's kind of like a, a nice cream and alcohol kind of confection. You know, okay. you sort of serve it in a nice tall glass. Oh, yes. Very elegant, Jeff. Yeah. But perhaps this isn't quite as elegant. Let me read. Let me read aloud from, aloud from Miss Acton for you. Put into a large bowl half a pound of sugar, broken into small pieces, and pour on the strained juice of a couple of fresh lemons. Stir these well together and add them to a pint of port wine, a pint of sherry, and half a pint of brandy. Yeah, baby. Mm. Place the bowl under the cow and milk it full. Under the cow? And... Place the bowl under the cow and milk it full. In serving... Put a protein of the curd into each glass, fill it up with whey, and pour a little rich cream on the top. Oh. So there you are. Wow, that is that is just brilliant. What yes. A, so, so, so what we sort of see <laughs> happening here is this is the first time in, in history that they were actually saying, for a birthday, go to a little bit of special effort. Wow. Yes. Not a cake in sight, though. No, but I like, so basically, bit of sugar, bit of lemon, bit of, sugar, bit of grog. Plenty of Park grog. the bowl under, under a cow, cow. Start milking. Yes, and that's how you get the nice creamy bit. And then, and then what was it, the protein of the curd? Well, it, it didn't really then say what you do with it. Great, uh, place the bowl under the cow and milk it full. Mm. <laughs> I, I believe that full is quite important there. Yeah. Um, in serving it, put a portion of the curd into each glass, fill it up with whey, and pour a little cream over the top. And if you can't have any of those things, wait for 150 years until birthday cakes become more fashionable. Absolutely, until there's Smarties and, and icing heading your way. Hey, if you've got a little birthday cake story that you'd like to tell, maybe you are the mum. I, I really have a, a strong notion of mums having to make birthday cakes based on the, the interesting uh, kids' action figure. Absolutely. And see, this is also day. where it gets very, very interesting because we were sort of both confessing that as children we kind of can't remember our mums doing no. it. But, and I think the reason why my mum didn't sort of buy into the whole birthday bit cake thing. A bit sensible yeah. and not into keeping up with Joneses, not into, yeah. you know, not yeah, into you're that. Right. You're right. My mum is very much the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we had delightful birthdays and we always, there always was a, a cake, but it, it wasn't a lot of, a lot of hoo-ha. 
1-300-222-720. Got a birthday cake story. Maybe you're putting one together as we speak for your delightful little child when they come home from school this afternoon. Defying gravity. There's a lot of defying gravity that goes on, yes. Now, now that's the interesting thing because uh, what would you now, as a mum, what would you now describe as your kind of fail-safe, perfectly sensible, everyone likes it, birthday cake? Because there's another extension where people, they go beyond their abilities, don't they? They do, they do. And they it's, stretch it's themselves sort of, a bit yes, thinly. Yes, it's sort of the once-a-year cook that sort of, um, it is, it, it's interesting. I think that one of the fail-safe, fail-safe rules to go with is no blue icing. Blue icing's never going to look good. Isn't it? It's never going to and look yet, good. And yet, in the eyes of a five-year-old, isn't the blue icing the best bit about the cake? Well, apparently so. Apparently so. If, if you want to get those sort of vivid colours and green, I know it's St. Patrick's Day. I know people would love me to talk about green icing. Green is never going to look good. Purple yeah. is never going to look good. Never. You're saying a kind of vanillary white kind of... Yep, yep, yep. Go with the vanillary white and put pretty colour lollies on top. Now, here, I've, I've got a little... These, these are a bit, of a, God, bit of a... I'm not allowed to eat those here. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Oh, these are like little... Oh, See, they just smell so delicious. What they are, are just like little uh, party pie, uh, you know. Um, um, cupcakes. Cupcakes. And they've got vanilla icing and they've got freckles. Freckles. And they've got two beautiful little um, uh, jelly beans. And what's that? A little bit of licorice. A little bit of licorice. Um, So they are beautiful. But see how... Now hold it back up again, Jeff. I just want to hold it up to my mouth. Well, no, because we're going to talk about that because that's my packet cake version. We're going to discuss the merits of packet cake versus... Real cake. Yeah. And see how it's, it's purple. And see if you were sort of having a purple-themed party. Yeah. It's still a very cute, colourful little thing, but it's not actually eating purple food. People don't want to eat blue food. People okay. don't want to eat green food. They yep. want to eat natural colour food. So when you're going with the sort of colouring of things, think, try and relate it back to a little bit of nature. That's where your pinks are very pretty. That's yeah. where your creams are very pretty. That's so where we're going to start off smarty. by saying, if you're going to make a birthday cake for someone, keep it simple. Keep it simple. There's yes. no, don't try and make Wolverine or any other X-Men character no. for your 10-year-old because no. it'll and just look know, rubbish. Do you know the other thing? Yesterday, I actually wasted far too many minutes of my life yeah. mooching through the internet looking at, at cakes gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. And the other thing that's really shocking is when they try to look too realistic. There was one that I stumbled across. Look, the baby shower cake can go very, very wrong because there was one that was must have spent hours doing and it was quite the lifelike little, little baby sleeping in the bassinet. And then of course, you come to cutting up that cake and somebody's got to eat the foot. And I think that's bad taste. <laughs> Very bad taste. Uh, um, we're going to get to calls in a moment. I love it when you it, – it's probably because we're close to lunchtime. And I think this is where, you know, um, the saliva glands have been rather activated, I have to say. Uh, Nikki says, are. try making an egg-free, fairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free and – No nuts. And and a nut-free cake. Ban the birthday cake, Ban I birthday say. Cake. Now, can I just give another a tip for yeah. mothers out there who might have the son that's very into the diggers, very into the into the cars? Yeah. Don't make your cake try and – don't try to reconstruct a digger out of the cake. Go with the nice little mountain of chocolate crackles and then buy a few little tonka Okay, you know, I know and you what you're saying. put the plastics on it. Don't actually try and make <laughs> your food. See, food is, is never going to look like a digger. That's brilliant. That food is, brilliant. is never going to look like a Thomas. So you do the rectangular cake, a normal cake in a normal round little cake tin. You don't sort of yeah. get involved so in this it, whole sculptural thing. Right. So if your kid loves Thomas the tank engine, yep. make a nice cake but have the colours of Thomas. Maybe put a little Thomas yeah. on the cake. Go with a nice natural Natural creamy oh, icing and then whip down to the toy shop and buy a little, you know, whatever they're madly into that's, and put that on it. Uh, look, that's a great idea. Lindsay, hello. G'day, 
Jeff. G'day, Floral Apron. Good morning, Lindsay. I reckon the best cake as a kid was a great big Peter's ice cream cake. Oh, see the ice cream used, cake. It used to come in the in a foam in a foam container. Yes, you know, and it sort styrene. of had um, frozen cream um, little flowers on it, didn't yep, it? Yes, pink ones and green ones, and the cake used to be big. That was the big, thing. yes. And, and Lindsay, I think we're talking nineteen seventies here, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah, Lindsay's nailed it. I actually think I recall that the ice cream birthday cake was probably the biggest deal at the time. Generally Neapolitan, I believe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that lovely marriage of the pink, the brown and the, the vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, and it would all sort of melt in and make a lovely brown colour. Uh, my wife is really good at, at, at cakes yeah, and, yeah. and does them, but for birthdays, reckons you can't go past a kind of jam-filled sponge with interesting... Oh, in- Jeff, hold that thought. Isaac's hold gift. that thought. Is yes. that what you've done? Yes, hold that thought, She's Jeff. brilliant, this woman. <laughs> because I think what we can actually learn from Eliza Acton's syllabob yeah. is that it's not so much about the cake. You know, I sort of think if we look at history and then it's gone from putting a little bit of port wine under the cow as we milk it to these life-size replicas of Barbie dolls, <laughs> you know, with life-size bits that are all beautifully in proportion – and I sort of think there's got to be a middle ground. And yeah. I think what Eliza Acton is actually trying to set about in that sort of 1800s piece is that it's just a little bit of effort and just a little bit of something nice to make the person feel a bit special. So I'm with you, Jeff. I agree for my birthday money. See, I'd go oh. more for something like that. I oh, see so you've just done it. Yes. Oh, do you because know what? This is like a dream. I only have to say which cake I'd like and you've already produced it. Absolutely. A- again, the- these beautiful little cakes... Um, with strawberries and cream. And, and see, they're, they're the, the oh, traditional so... um, butterfly cake where you sort of scoop out the little middle and then cut the, the, the bits up and a bit of jam and cream and tilt them up to look like butterflies' wings. And I think that they aren't an everyday cake because there is a bit of faffing around with sort of cutting it and then yeah. lining them all up and, and whatnot. But when it's a birthday, that's your little bit of extra effort. Well, do you know what? Martina's never been frightened of making a birthday cake. G'day, Martina. Humbug to both of you. Ooh. Oh, we're trying to make it simple, though, Martina. We don't no, want we don't no. want people to be daunted. No, we're we're there helping the mothers. I spent hours as a child poring over the birthday cake cookbook for months on end with my siblings. We left the book out in the rain. We ruined it completely. My mum still got it. Oh, do you know, I've got a copy sitting in front of me now. And what's more, I now have a very nearly three-year-old who has spent the past several months doing exactly the same thing, and I think it's lovely. Do you know, I'm in complete agreement, and some of the most pleasurable afternoons I've had have been with a nice cup of tea and my three-year-old on the couch picking his birthday cake. And it's extraordinary what what they do pick. And I, I agree with you, it's a great privilege to have small children in your life. So, then, Martina, what what do, what do you what do you like making most? What's your perfect birthday cake? Oh well, no, she has a rule. The three year old has a rule. Once the cake has been made, that's it. It belongs to that specific person and cannot be made again. Oh, so, right. Yes, um, and as my husband says, I have wasted a few on some people. That means I can't use them now. Oh, right. You've, yes. you, you let your Dolly Varden go too early, did exactly, you? Exactly. What yes. does that mean? You let your Dolly Varden go too early? Oh, What's the Dolly that? Varden cake. Yes. 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 What's no. a Dolly Varden? It's oh, It's the top of the doll. Is and it? The, the, the base, um, the, the whole skirt is cake that is then decorated. Yes, it always creates a sensation at the party when you sort of pull the Barbie doll out of the top for the, the cutting because you have to wrap her legs in glad wrap. That's a Dolly, that's a dolly Varden there. Um, yes, it certainly is. It's a Barbie doll and she's, she's just swimming in a pool of little 
pot florette things and pink food coming. They're delicious. Wouldn't you feel loved if you got one of those for your birthday? But I'm seeing, and and I'm seeing what uh, Kate's and you, Martina, are talking about. Um, Not only how to make cakes, but sort of how to design them. And it's, um, oh, Martina, you're obviously a lovely mother. And I just ask. Fun, Jeff. It is just it's it's fun that you can have with your kids at a certain age, and I think it you give it up by the time they're about ten or twelve, and it's not cool anymore. But gee, I loved it as a kid, and and I love it now too. Martina, that's fantastic. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ron. Happy birthday to you. Ah, uh, thank you, and also to all those other St. Patrick people that are having a wonderful day today. 81 big years, Ron. Have you had a cake yet? Yes, as I told your producers, I've already eaten it. Oh, what? really? And, and talk us through it, Ron. Well, uh, there's a cake shop near me, and, uh, well, when I say near me, you've got to go to drive for it, but they have uh, day-old um, jam-filled creamed cakes out. Oh, jam and cream. Yes, a birthday cakes and, you know, all sponge cakes with the jam and the cream and at least once a fortnight I have one. So I have a birthday sometimes every week. Good on you. Yes. Good on you, Ron. But I'm a diabetic. That's why I'm having one a week because, you know, it could happen any time now. Uh, well, I tell you what, I think it, making sure that you enjoy your birthday cake is every bit as important as anything else you're going to do in your life, Ron. Oh, sure, sure. Really nice to talk to you. I hope you have a good day. I already have. Thank you very much. And to all your listeners. Ah, what a splendid fellow. This from the text, Floral Apron. I at 43 have vivid memories of a ladybird cake for my fifth birthday. And so I'm about to embark on constructing a dinosaur for my soon-to-be five-year-old son. If we learn nothing from this experiment today... The advice on a dinosaur... Tic-tac for toes, Jeff. A few little tic-tacs. You can sort of get a little cupcake for the bottom. And then three wee little tic-tacs make lovely claws. But don't try and make the sponge in the shape of, you know, a pterodactyl or something. Clearly the fact that I was able to say tic-tac for claws means that I have made a dinosaur (laughs) cake in my life, Jeff. All Uh, credibility is just gone. um, uh, Lisa wants to know if you have any advice on using fondant, Yes, fondant, um, heated... She's doing a storm trooper head. Of course she's doing a stormtrooper <laughs> head. Now can, can we just go back to the dinosaur before we go with yeah. the fondant? Um, the other one that works really well and um, is if you're doing the dinosaur cake, a little bag of milk arrowroot biscuits or something, crush them up at the end to make sand. Do you do noises with it? Do you go... Grrr. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, if you pop a little bit of sand or if you're doing the surfboard cake, go with the crust biscuit oh, on brilliant. the bottom. Yeah. Go with... Or, um, when I did a ladybird cake for my little Liza... Last week, I did a little bit of green coconut around the bottom because it hides a myriad of sins on the plate. Yeah. So hide hide as many sins as you can on the, the plate. And a few little, yes, a few little tic-tacs for claws always work nicely. So the fondant. Now, the fondant, yes. You've got to, you, you use it like a clay. So you need to actually have it quite quite warm. Um, and you just work in very, very sparingly with your food colouring into the fondant because it's such a pure white surface that it yeah. will just... Soak up any colour. Lisa says that last year's Spider-Man was a hit, but the co- cochineal? Yes. Kept the kids going for hours. What oh, does it really does. That? Yes, that's the red food colouring. Okay. And red's the one that has Kaboom. all of the numbers. Kaboom. Mm. Hey, yes. um, uh, Rachel, uh, I think, is about to praise her husband. Hello, Rachel. Yes, hello, Jeff. Yeah. Um, my husband, Brendan, is the one that does all the cooking of the cakes in our house. Um, we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and so far he's made a beautiful butterfly cake, bananas in pyjamas cake, 
Cake with Dolls, Incy Wincy Spider and uh, um, Thomas the Train one. And he just does a fantastic job. Whatever they, you know, have an inkling for, he just thinks of a way oh, to do it. A man with attention to detail, it yeah. sounds like. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I would say out of those, the winner probably has to be the Bananas in Pyjamas one because it was milk, egg and nut-free. Oh, uh, that's... Because we had a child with allergies coming to our party, so all the food had to be catered for in that way. Mm. And, yeah, he rose to the challenge really well. Well, that's fantastic. Clearly, I fell down very badly on that front. Hello, Lynn. Oh, hi. Um, both my daughters had summer birthdays, so I used to make them Dolly Varden cakes out of ice cream. Oh, good on you. Decorated it all up with coloured cream, and they not only loved it so much... But when my oldest daughter turned 21, she insisted that I make her on the Dolly Varden ice cream birthday. Yeah. I've never heard of Dolly Varden in my life. What a, what well, she, a, she was a, a, a character in a Charles Dickens no, novel. She was sort of a Paris Hilton-esque um, character out of a Dickens novel. She was the, the young, wealthy daughter of one of the landowners. Um, Jim, I'm being called a spoil sport. I don't mean to be. My kids love thumbing through cake books and spending 12 months choosing. Husband and I love the 2am piping chocolate vines and doors. Yes. We wouldn't miss it. My younger brother was born two days before my fifth birthday. My marvellous mother came out of hospital and made me a train-shaped birthday cake with five carriages. Of course she did. She had nothing moments, better to do the moment she got out of hospital. Moments after coming out of hospital. I turned 30 this year and remember it vividly. Well, to all of you who are fortunate enough to be having these experiences, that's just fantastic. Um, Warwick says blue icing is essential if the cake you're making is a swimming pool. Oh, then there's, there's also the, the blue jelly option, of yeah. course, is to sort of scoop out a bit of the cake and pop a little bit of jelly in the swimming pool. That really is like a swimming oh, pool. Oh, isn't that a glorious thing to do? Hey, um, before we go, um, Ian Cameron is uh, trying, to, trying to get to Northern. Camo, hello. G'day, Jeff. How are you doing? Look, we're far more comfortable than you are. We're sitting here talking about birthday cakes, but you're trapped in the great outdoors. Have you found someone to look after you yet? Uh, I'm not sure that uh, you're more comfortable than I am. I am sitting on a leather-bound Volvo estate car seat being driven to Northam by Putty from Brookton. From... So I'm quite comfortable, thank you. Uh, excellent. So you're going to make your suitable connection? We're going to make the suitable connection. Uh, unfortunately, it's from the sublime to the gore blimey after this because it's a it's a, a sheep truck that we're going from northern up to Wongan Hills in. So, yeah, I'll, I'm enjoying the luxury while I can, but we're going to make it. I'm sure you are, and I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow morning. Good luck, Camo. Thanks very much indeed. He's doing such a splendid job trying to get to point A, B and C. Um, this is interesting. We've been sent a picture of a birthday cake inspired by the film Kenny. And um, honestly, <laughs> Marie-Louise, it's beautiful. Basically, it's two outdoor toilets. Note the detail of the jelly babies holding toilet paper. Yes, and note the fact that it's an 11-year-old boy that selected a toilet birthday cake for his birthday. Portaloos. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Steve says his mother-in-law made him a perfect Thomas the Tank Engine cake for his 40th birthday. Now, in the time we have left, right, which is only a couple of minutes, just a couple of hints about how to do it best. How to do it best? Look... What a big thing that I would say is have a go at making a real cake rather than a packet cake because yeah. this morning I sort of, a lot of the cookbooks do say use a packet cake. And so this morning I sort of thought, oh, well, I'll get off my high horse for a minute and just see what these are all about. And when you actually put the two products together, a real cake is far superior. 
Yeah. Um, if you're going for the sort of sculptural effect, freezing it beforehand so that you're actually cutting and icing onto quite a hard surface oh, brilliant. can be a good so one because it stops so it. So clever. Yeah, because it stops it sort of flaking so away. So if you are trying to sculpt a Thomas the Tank Engine or a allow dinosaur. Allow yourself plenty of time. Yes. Look, allow yourself plenty of time. There is nothing worse than trying to d- defy gravity at three o'clock in the morning. A toothpick can help. Toothpicks what and plenty toothpick of icing. Do? Well, you can kind of use toothpicks picks to sort of stab into your cake and sort of, you know, give it a little rigidity. Do you reckon if people are doing that at two o'clock in the morning, they're at the peak of their cake baking <laughs> powers? Well, see, this is the thing. We've got to look at it in terms of what legacy do we want to hand down to our kids? And do, if we want to hand down the legacy of children, just go and sort yourselves out while your mother defies gravity with a lot of icing and some smarties. But I think it's really nice to get the kids involved. But when you're doing it at three o'clock in the morning, invariably the children aren't involved. Yeah, and I tell you, oh, well, look at this. I just did pirate ships on Sunday for our five-year-old. It was a big hit, except I didn't realise that pillar box red colouring came out candy pink in the icing. The five-year-old son was not impressed. Oh, uh, yeah, to, to get a red icing... Um, and see, that's again where you're best off going with the cream and sort of putting lots of red Smarties on top. To really get a very vivid, vivid red, you need to use an awful lot of colouring. Or you need to use one of the specialist ones from a specialist cake shop. Cliff, who's, I don't know if I'm feeling like I was unloved as a child. Now, I think this is what it gets down to. Um, my daughter makes me a cake every year. They are beautiful. She says they are made with one special ingredient and it's called love. Oh, bless them. Isn't See, that's what you need in your cakes, Jeff. Floral apron, it has been as beautiful as ever. Thank you very much indeed. I, I aim to please. Uh, and someone actually said, um, can floral apron research cupcake history and best recipes? Oh, but Maybe best recipes, in, yeah, yeah, just quickly, best recipes equal equal parts. Um, so you're 250 grams of butter, 250 grams of caster sugar, 250 grams of flour and four eggs and... Uh, about a quarter of a cup of milk. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Indeed. Kate Nelson is our floral apron.